Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Easy Tarot Lessons podcast. I am your host, Dusty White, author of The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever and the super advanced book, Advanced Tarot Secrets. And if you want to make the real money, that's where the secrets lie. Now, we've got another free lesson for you today. Today we're talking uh, with Becky, again, one of my favorite students, and she's just so much fun to listen to and people seem to like having her on. Hi, Becky. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. So, I had an idea. I wanted to ask you, point blank, how long have you been at this, roughly? Um, Studying with you, it's probably been about three years, and that's a mixture of the tarot course, the advanced tarot course, and private lessons. And then before that, you could probably tack on seven years of bouncing around and getting an awful lot wrong um, before I found you. But with you, it's three years. And before that, I'd probably say about seven, so about 10 years in total. Thank you. Well, I certainly appreciate you being here. And I've noticed your phenomenal growth. As a matter of fact, anybody who's listening, Becky is going to be one of our uh, new teachers throughout uh, 2015, 2016. She is definitely increasing in skill and knowledge, and she will be here to offer free assistance and help all of the, uh, well, all of you on the uh, on the new site, which we will talk about soon. But first and foremost, I want to ask you if you could go back in time, and I know this sounds like a cliche question, but it really is important, and especially having the real world experience. If hypothetically we could invent a time machine, you can go back about three years or four years or 10 years. What would you tell yourself back then? Because you've had a chance to do things right. You've had a chance to do things wrong. To help people that are just starting out or people that are frustrated. I just want to know your opinion because I can sit here and talk all day, but I want to word, you know, straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Well, honestly, um, I think one of the biggest and I can remember doing this, one of the biggest mistakes is years ago, I was like, right, okay, I want to find out what this tarot business is all about. So I kind of went off and got myself a um, deck of Rider Waits. And I kind of thought, you know, I'm going to give this a go. And, you know, they put the little like white booklets that you always get in a deck of tarot cards. Yes. And I used to, I'm almost embarrassed that I used to do this now. So I, I got these cards and kind of, you're like, right, okay, I'm going to do this. And I would do a spread thinking I was doing that right. And I'll come to this because these are kind of mistakes, number six, seven and eight after this. And I would sit there and I'd have these cards out in front of me. And I would sit there with a little white book and I'd say, right, okay, so I have got the Hierophant. And I'd look at the little white book and the little white book would say, right, the Hierophant means this, this and this. And I'd go back and I'd be like, right, the Hierophant means this, this and this okay it's a bit confusing and I'm not sure how that makes sense but I'll keep going and I used to struggle through and I was kind of basically the the biggest mistake I made in the beginning was um set meanings which squashes your intuition completely because this card can only mean this and you know you say all the time it's in your books and you sort of said in the lessons and stuff that you know these cards are pretty much got to um answer every possible question that people are going to have about their lives and circumstance and if you've got a set meaning you can't move out of that 
And, you know, I've had it in readings where my intuition's kind of knocking on the door and it's saying something completely different to what the card is meant, in heavily inverted commas, to mean. And, you know, when you sit there with the little white book, it doesn't work. So, you know, if I buy a new deck now, because I'm a bit of a kind of collector and I like the different decks and stuff, I'll either bin the book or it just gets stuck in a drawer and I don't even look at it. So don't sit there with a little white book that comes with the tarot cards and say, this card has to mean this. And I'm going to memorize what every card reading is because you just you lose everything. You lose the fluidity you shut the door on your intuition and also you're going to end up tied up in knots thinking you're getting everything wrong because it doesn't make sense. That's a very stressful way to go. And I have to echo that sentiment because that's exactly what I did for at least the first five or 10 years. And I have, this was five or 10 years of studying books and reading for friends and trying to figure out why this stuff was so hard. I mean, it was just, pictures and apparently according to the books it was super easy and uh, all I had to do was shuffle the cards cut them three times hand them over to my clients and then magically everything would work out and of course I would just have to refer back to the book and go well the book says Mm. and uh, that was embarrassing enough but what bothered me and I didn't really understand this for the longest time. And this is the point where I'm hoping people are paying attention because this right here is the crux of the problem. This is why I keep bitching about inferior quality books. And I don't mean to lambast other authors, but write better books, period. That's a, then I'll say, yeah, you write it. But too many authors, because I've read these books, I really have, they, and too many readers force reality to fit whatever the card says. As you said, well, here comes the Hierophant. Johnny, the Hierophant says, bippity-boppity-blah-blah-blah. Johnny says, uh, okay, wow. Um, Maybe I don't know what's really going on in my life because the tarot is always right and here's Becky or Dusty telling me. And too many readers, they get in a, in a, in a, it's a catch-22 because the card comes up and you have to believe that, you know, you've got some ability with this and that you're doing everything right. You're doing everything like the book says. And the, and the hierophant says, well, you know, we need order and structure and buy the book. And this is, you know, regular or whatever, you know, your particular. That's another thing. If you read enough tarot books, you'll realize that every author has their own take on it. Some people just go yeah. straight from weight uh, Arthur Waite, and they'll just copy exactly what he said, but in a slightly different verbiage. Or they'll take Atea or Levi, thinking, you know, if it's old, it's it's good. That's that's just fundamentalism, and we don't need fundamentalism in tarot. Um, you know, older is better. You know, it's from ancient, it's from ancient Egypt. Ooh. So we have a problem where we can't force reality to fit into a system of 78 boxes it just doesn't work that way and uh yeah i think that's the one thing that i just have the hardest time snapping people's minds out of because it's a scary thing to have to look at the cards and say i see something that's archaic i see a picture from a completely different time when people are running around with swords and clubs I mean, we had a hatchet attack in uh, 
New York just the other day, which is barbaric and, and, and rude. Mm. But what is this, the Stone Age? What are we, you know, the barbarians? It was the first time, it, it was a man bites dog story. So in that essence, in a little less gruesome way, looking at the swords, people don't generally run around with swords or clubs or hatchets in our nice little modern society. And these swords are supposed to be allegories, um, but there, of course, there's so many swords in it, so they're kind of cluttering up the picture. That always bothered me in the tarot early on is, what does this picture mean other than there's 10 swords that are in the way of the picture? You know, modern decks have tried to counter that. And we all gravitate to our own particular art. But what really matters is that you're able to look at the card and the card tells you exactly what it means as it pertains to, what did I say, Joe? Whoever your client is. It, the card needs to mean something individual and exact and specific to that person based on the circumstance that they're involved in and it has to answer the question you ask. So those are three things that they don't teach you in tarot books. So what else you would like to tell that person? Well, other than throwing away um, the little white book that comes with the cards, um, or if not throwing it away, I think not treating it as the absolute, um, the oh i've made so many mistakes um i think another big mistake that i made and i know it was where there was a huge difference in the readings i gave um which was after i'd done the courses with you was preparing not only preparing for a reading properly but it was the importance of asking questions because what i used to do is i'd have someone come in and they'd ask me a question and i'd be trying to answer their question rather than it being my question so there ended up being this big jumbled mess and you'd end up giving kind of a bit of a vague reading rather than one that hammers down the specifics if that makes sense that makes perfect sense and uh again i'm glad you brought this up because the importance of your question versus the client's question and it may sound selfish to some people, and it may sound wrong, but you really need to think about this, is that if they could read their own fortune, they wouldn't be coming to you. They come to us to help them understand the best path for them to take. So we are using the cards to ask the gods, or if you prefer the monotheistic version, we're asking God for an answer. And he or she, depending on your personal beliefs, or they, uh, whatever, uses the cards to clarify for us because it's very hard for us to access our intuition when we're busy running around throughout the day loaded up with our opinions our biases and our logical brain all commandeering our mental space imagine that our head has a whole bunch of space in it well it's not just empty space well hopefully not you should see me some days. <laughs> but it's like we have a family of five living in our house. You know, our biases take up uh, so much room. And uh, our emotional preferences that aren't biases, our logical sense, our desires, there's a lot of things that fill up so much space. And this is because 
life is a very practical affair. I'm hungry. I know how to go to the refrigerator and get something to eat and make some food, or I can consider running out and getting something to eat. But these are very logical processes. I don't have to ask God, so to speak, how do I go get food? How can I make food come to me? And I, so I don't need the tarot. I don't need a crystal ball or I don't need to go into a meditative state. My brain is filled with, I know what's in the refrigerator. I know what's in the freezer. I know how much it costs. And if I know, God, I hate making things for myself. But if I make something for other people, then we have a kind of a communal thing. This takes up so much room that it's something we just get used to. And so when we enter the world of tarot reading, this is an inappropriate way of going about things. We need to obviously maintain our intellectual structure. We need to be able to keep thinking and speaking and rationalizing, but we need to back off the gas pedal. We need to make room for our intuition. When we pray, we're saying, I need this. And then if we're doing it right, we're opening our mind to answers. That's all we're doing is we're doing the same thing with the tarot as a tool, as a communications tool. Um, I could talk to you with uh, two cans and a very long string between Santa Cruz and uh, London, but I think that Skype works a little better. So in the same sense, that's all tarot is, is it's a device that allows us to more clearly and effectively communicate with the divine. So if we are trying to allow a third party to communicate, uh, such as our client, if we are trying to just hand the show over to them and we're not really asking, we're just shuffling and putting ourselves in a meditative state, it may sound nice. It looks good on TV. It, it's very nice to write in books. Just put yourself in a meditative state. Allow yourself to be free. Well, you are going up to God and you're just standing there going. Duh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> duh, 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 duh. That's an insult. You know, whether you believe or not, that's just being rude. What I have found over my years of experience and been very fortunate enough to talk and work with thousands of uh, professional psychics and have worked with uh, hundreds of them on a daily basis. What we have collectively found, and please take, don't, take this with a grain of salt. Don't take anything I say as gospel. Try it for yourself. But please take the benefit of, of what we learned. We found that we are the people who have to go and do this job. It's just like a mechanic or a plumber or a doctor. I don't go to the doctor and say, give me that scalpel, I'll do it myself. My doctor doesn't say, here are all the tools, fix yourself, I'm the doctor. I will just communicate with God and go, ooh, it looks like you need your spleen removed. Here's a scalpel and a spoon. You know, the, we can't shirk our duties as readers. Now, we see people do this all the time. I don't want anyone listening to this podcast to be of that quality. I want you to be better. And Becky is has brought up a really good point of it's so seductive to let ourselves become subservient to the question the client asks, and we haven't actually phrased the question that we want to know. We have to understand 
what our client is asking us. We have to process that. That's where our intellectual biases come in. Hopefully we won't be very biased, but there is a certain point where being human, we are going to frame it in a way that works inside of our brain. And then we are going to turn around. Is like, excuse me a moment, Joe. Turn around. Uh, hey, uh, El Senior Deity, um, you know, what is I need to know this. And we have to shut out our client because we, you know, we're very open psychically. We can't have, we can't be trying to please them at the same time, and because we're going to be distorting the message because we're not listening. So we need to kind of gently and quietly and firmly shut them out, go into ourselves, um, access the divine, work with that. The tarot cards are an extension of ourselves, just as a bow and arrow, or a, a hammer and a saw, any of these tools that we use, or unfortunately weapons, are best when they are extensions of ourselves. Well, this is an informational extension of ourself, just like a pen, you know, if I sit down and do automatic writing, or if I write a book, um, especially if I'm not using my computer, the pen is an extension of myself. My brain expresses thoughts, and all the pen needs to do is to record the thoughts that are going through my head. So that's what the tarot is doing, and that's what we are doing, is we are interacting in a give-and-take way where the tarot cards are coming up as a reflection of the information that is being given to us, and at the same time, they, the images on those cards must stimulate our intuition. We cannot take them as rote, set meanings. And in order to do this, we have to have a connection with the cards. This is why we have the exercises in the books. This is why we have the games in the books. And again, this isn't about getting you to buy the books. I mean, I make a couple of dollars per book. I appreciate it when you do buy the book. But this is about your life. And this is about your reading. And this is about whether you want to make a good living doing this or if you want to be another schmuck who gives crappy readings and your clients talk behind your back. Well, I was just I was just going to kind of um, jump on what you said purely and simply because I'm quite happy to do it. And I mean, in fact, in terms of the how to, I mean, I think we've covered it in podcasts and there's more courses and stuff coming up. And I mean, in terms of talking about mistakes I've made or things I wish I could have told myself in the past, if you've got a spare seven hours, we can sit down and believe me, I can talk constantly and list them all. But where I will do it, which you wouldn't is I am a voracious reader I have read book after book after book on tarot I've done um, other courses I've tied myself up in knots but if anybody's listening thinking mm, do I don't I do I don't know and this is coming from experience is the fact that I would say to people take your course because I know the difference it's made for me and the difference in what I've learned the people that I've met, because there's some fabulous people out there, and I've got people I've got people I consider friends all over the world now that I met through your courses. But the main thing is is the fact that what you teach does actually work. And the person that used to sit there cross-legged with a spread in front of me and the little white book wondering why it didn't quite work is so far removed now from the person that I am now when I do a spread and with what I've learned, um, the techniques that I now know it's two different people it's two, it's parallel universe rather than going back in time 
So that bit I will say, and I know that you're kind of, you're not pushing it, but I'm talking from the perspective from someone who studied with you and I know how much of a difference it's made. And from where I was and where I am now, two different people, two different readers. Well, I certainly appreciate that. Matter of fact, um, let me just make the announcement now. We have a course coming up in the, well, it's the beginning of the third week of uh, November. So we'll have two weeks in November. It's about uh, two and a half weeks from now. We're going to have Advanced Tarot Secret 6. Now, this is a beginning course. It's an intermediate course. It's an advanced course. It's going to cover 10 weeks. Um, normally, we've been going for eight. I've decided to stretch out a two more weeks to really give you more time on the advanced stuff because I found that really trying to rush through manifestation doesn't give students the ability to really get the results that they could when we take our time. Now, there's a couple of things I always take care of my own. So if you have ever taken a full course from me, have you taken the apprentice course eight to advanced tarot secrets two three four or five you will get all of this information for free when we release it um probably around in january over our 10 month course this will be yours for free um so it's not a sales pitch i do this um basically giving you a 400 dollars value because I appreciate you being here, but more important, I want you to actually do this. I want you to become fantastic. I want you to go out and spread your seed among the world and become the best readers on the planet. Now, for those of you who've never taken a course from me, um, it's going to be about $32 a week. It is six hours every week. And if you can't make it, don't worry. It'll be recorded. You can come get it. This is six hours of live video instruction. It's it's in four sessions, you know, four 90-minute sessions a week. Now, we are going to run into that thing like uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving and, uh, what is that, New Year's. So we're going to have to work around that. So probably like 10 weeks in a couple of days because during Thanksgiving week and Christmas week and New Year's week, we will... Uh, you know, not do classes around that so everybody can have uh, have time. But this is going to be the only time that I am personally going to teach live for the next year. And if you miss this, well, vaya con Dios. You know, go with God. I appreciate it. I'm not the only teacher around. Uh, there are other wonderful teachers on the planet. But I believe that what I teach you will get you the farthest, the fastest, and get you the best results. So I'd like you to go to Easy Tarot Lessons and sign up for our free lessons. All you got to do is type in your email address, you know, maybe a first name, that'd be nice. And we will let you know. We will let you know what's going on. We'll know the price. We'll let you uh, know all the details. You can ask me questions. But within the next two weeks, we've got a killer course that is going to cover everything from what to do with your deck of cards. Like I, I just got them. What the hell do I do with them? Uh, all the way through um, how to give readings, how to have confidence, how to know what cards mean, and when to know when the traditional meaning is right and when to know when your intuition is telling you something completely different. We will go through brainstorming, problem solving with the tarot, 
Uh, manifestation is a huge one. Everybody loves that. We will talk about how to get three to five times more information than any other reader you meet on the planet, uh, Mortal Kombat style. I will put you head to head with them and you will kick their asses. Uh, why? Because the techniques that I teach you work. Um, all of this stuff is from Advanced Tarot Secrets and the easiest way to learn the tarot ever. You will need both of those books, by the way. So um, that is a prerequisite to the course books. Uh, you do not have to do this. I will continue. I will always continue to give out free information, free lessons over the podcast. We will be making new videos, um, and a lot of those will be free. But if you want the step-by-step help, if you want to do this professionally, if you want to be able to say that you learned directly from Dusty White, uh, you really should sign up for this. All right, well, let's see. Is there any other thing we want to wrap up with? I don't know, Becky. Let me ask you straight out. Um, you've got a captive audience. Hmm. They are curious or they are skeptical, but somehow they've made it this far. What's the one thing, aside from everything else you've said, I know I'm asking you to dig deep, what's the one or two or three things you could tell them right now that if they did this, they will see results and they will be better readers within a week or two. Um, the first thing that jumps to mind straight away is practice because, um, you know, and I think it's human nature to go, want to go from naught to 60 without really putting the effort in necessarily. And I've said it so many times when we've talked in the past that nothing is going to... Um, make up the, well basically the hours you put in are the hours that you're going to get out so practice 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 and yes. you know you're very good when i mean if anybody's thinking of doing the course you're very good at sort of setting up groups so people can talk to each other so you know part two of that is don't practice on your own um it's always more fun with two or three or four um Oh, I'm sorry. Let me interrupt. That's another thing. You know, look, I'm sorry this is a sales pitch, but if you take this course, I will hook you up in study groups. I will get you study buddies. You will have people to study the tarot with so that you're not stuck out on your own. And I know a lot of you listening are in little towns where the mentality is so backwards that you don't dare say anything. I know this because you write me and, mm. and I really feel for you. But if you ever wanted somebody to speak with, somebody to study with, and we're not going to throw you out on your own. We will, um, we will help you. We will organize study groups. We will find people for you to work with. If you don't like your study buddy, we'll find you another one. We'll get you two or three. Um, my commitment is to you. I need you to commit to learn. But if you come with me, I won't let you down. That's one, one guarantee I absolutely give you. I'm sorry. I, I had to make sure that people knew that uh, that there were study buddies. People keep asking me, how do I get a study buddies? Well, you know what? You come with us. You become part of the tribe. We will take good care of you. Um, yes. Okay. One or two other things. I definitely liked the practice. Don't study alone. Um, another big mistake that I used to make way back when was um, I've got this is before I was doing any kind of um sort of structured study is i would um 
cast, say I was practicing on myself and I'd cast a spread and I'd write down my interpretation and I've got quite a few friends that are professional tarot readers and I would trot off to them and I'd sort of say, right, okay. And I can remember with one friend, I used to literally recreate the spread in front of her. So I'd put all of the cards that I'd pulled down and I'd be like, well, okay, I asked this and this is what I got and these are my notes and what do you think? And one of two things would happen, either they end up interpreting the cards almost completely differently the way you did because the the fine nuance is very different so what i thought i was asking and what they think they're answering is two different things or they'd get an interpretation that was so different to mine i would almost get knocked back six months because then i'd start doubting my ability and everything else so it's kind of within where study groups work well is you're working through the exercises and things together but that was a huge mistake i used to make and i can literally remember at my friend's kitchen table recreating these spreads and saying well i got this what do you think that doesn't work because it's only me that's in my head while i'm asking the question and pulling those cards out and that was a lesson that i've learned now and i don't do that anymore because it doesn't work um and there's a big difference between sort of studying exercises and practicing and actually having a full-on spread and not necessarily in a practice situation but a full-on spread and then saying right i got this this and this bang what do you think and it doesn't it doesn't work it's like two people watching the same film they're always going to have a slightly different perspective because their situation and everything else is always going to be slightly different and this is no different so that that was another big lesson that i've learned over the years that bothers me immensely when I see people, um, and it's almost always beginners who are reading something out of a book. Yeah. Who put up their spreads and go, help me understand what this means. And look, I wasn't there when you cast the spread. I don't know exactly what was going through your head. I don't know what you're asking about. And that applies to everyone else who's out there. And it's so easy for people on the internet to go, oh, I will just tell you what this card means this and this card means this. And all we do is we poison people and we cause them to doubt and we give them bad information. Divination is such a personal thing. Now, that doesn't mean you just make up things as you go along, but just like prayer, you are talking to the divine and you are getting answers. You can't turn around and hand just the cards that you got or just the images. Like, like for example, a dream book. Why well, had a dream about a pyramid? Okay, well, you know, maybe you had just watched um, The Mummy. You know, the one of the movies, The Mummy, or mm -hmm. you'd seen something on the National Geographic channel. Well, those are two different things. Oh, and I come along and say, well, I've written a book on what a pyramid means. That means that, you know, you are uh, uh, putting out a lot of effort but not getting a lot in return. And the people on top of you are, are sitting on top of you and they're getting all the juicy tidbits. Now you've got to take that meaning and totally distort reality because you put so much belief in my authority. And this is what we can't afford to do. So, a whole bunch of wisdom here. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I hope you've listened to this. And I hope that you are not making these mistakes. Because I guarantee a lot of you are. And a lot of you who aren't making this, these mistakes will run into people who are doing it. And we need to stop it. We need to stop it now. I'm here to help you. 
I will continue to give out free information. I would like some of you, you don't all have to, but if some of you come on and get professional teaching, then I will turn you into the best readers in the world. And then we can have fun. We'll, we'll make the money. We'll get the corporate clients. We won't have to work on psychic hotlines, 25, 40 cents a minute, or read for tips, or what is it, the new one? Um, well, it's not so much new anymore. Read for free on the internet. I love all these free reading sites mm -hmm. on the internet. It's uh, That's psychic slavery. And people go into that because they think that's the only way that they can build up a clientele. And it's just, I'm here to put an end to it. So if you want to put an end to it, you know what to do. Go to Easy Tarot Lessons, sign up for our free lessons, and consider taking the course. I guarantee everything. I stand behind everything I do. If you don't like it, you tell me. I'll make it right. Becky, thank you for being here. Everybody else, thank you for listening. And um, that's pretty much it. We'll uh, we'll be back soon and give you some more. And hopefully you'll uh, have questions. If you have any comments, um, Facebook, email, comment on the podcast. Thanks for your time, Becky. Thanks, Dusty.